0: Music Fridays on the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers. They play all my requests. On Talk 94.5.
1: It is the Jerry Cox Company Music Friday. Nikki, what
0: do we got? Uh, Janet, Billy Idol, and Eyes Without a Face. Two body parts. So there you go. Good song. Mm Mm-hmm. All right,
1: it's seven thirty-eight on the Liz Callaway show with Nick Summers. Reese Boyd the third is here. You know, a few weeks ago I got a shipment of books from AJ Rice, The Woking Dead. AJ and I have been communicating with each other, never actually spoke I think we might have spoken once or twice, but uh he's the one who helps me book all these fabulous guests we have on the show. Well, he's quite the writer and uh reporter and uh, producer of his of in his own right and he put together a collection of articles that he's written over the years and he's joining us live on the air right now good morning AJ
2: good morning guys great to be here
1: yeah where are you calling from now or where are you uh, located swamp central I'm in swamp central
2: oh my where, gosh. Uh,
1: you know, you have to take a uh, formaldehyde <laughs> bath
2: in the morning. Yes. you <laughs> yeah. have a beaver problem there? Yes.
0: The <laughs> we have, insalubrious. Now we got a Pelosi problem. Yeah, Pelosi <laughs> problem. Close enough. The insalubrious so, swamp. AJ. I don't know how many dams she's building.
1: Yeah, exactly. AJ has uh, worked with Laura Ingram, just to name a few names that uh, he's worked with. Tell us a little bit about your background.
2: Well, yeah. No, I'm from Philadelphia. Worked on Capitol Hill. Ingram hired me. I mean, guys, there's nothing going on on Capitol Hill. I was up there for about a year. I'm like, i got to get the heck out of here. So, I mean, I was, a, you know, a puppy. I was a young puppy then. So, um, worked with Laura as her executive producer, then worked with Monica Crowley as her producer, produced some other shows with The Washington Times and The Blades. And then I really, about a decade ago, I started doing this.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you wrote this uh, book. You actually put together this book, The Woking Dead. Tell us, it's a, it's a collection of articles you've written?
2: Yeah, so it's like an anthology, right? So you don't have to read it cover to cover. I kind of set it up like a, like a music album where you can jump around with track listings, right? Mm-hmm. It's a big book. It's not, it's not like Tolstoy big, but, you know, <laughs> there's vignettes, right? There's about 100 of them. There's 10 sections pretty much all of the, them are sort of pulled together by the, the one, you know, woking theme,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, basically how, you know, the woking dead and wokeness in general have infected pretty much every aspect of our life from sports to politics to entertainment. So, um, no, it's a, it, look, the fun book, there is, uh, a ton of original material in there and, uh, we tweaked a few things that, um, I had written in the past. that were still relevant. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, people seem to love it. It's, it's some of it is insightful. Uh, some of it's horrific, and you know, it might even remind you of some things because, you know, guys, it, being in the media, we get bombarded. It's like a like a woke machine gun shooting at us every
1: day. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: you tend to forget some of this stuff that yep. even happened in the last two years. That's right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, Reese and I were were talking earlier about everything we've been through as as a community you know uh, the, the other the other major milestone in my life was nine eleven, so I have life before nine eleven and after nine eleven, and now we all have before COVID and after COVID, uh, and and both of them took about two years until we get out of our stupor and start, you know, really figuring out what happened and where we're going with this. Uh, now Nick actually focused on your first three sections here, and he's chosen uh, one of the essays to to talk to you about. Nick, which one did you choose?
0: Yeah, uh, AJ, I was looking at the America gets a senior citizen sugar daddy, which I thought was great. because <laughs> <laughs> it talks. It's great because it talks about, you know, the senior citizens and, and I don't have to tell you, AJ, because you got into it. But one of the the, uh, the passages that I highlighted was in plainer language, Biden intends to punish those with higher incomes while they're working and after they stop working because they, uh, they had the audacity to earn more money. And you talk about retirement and senior citizens and things like that. So I wanted you to put this into today's terms with the most recent school debt. mm you know, what about oh, yeah. the – yeah. same thing, yeah. right? I mean,
2: he th- that's exactly – look, they're buying both, guys. They're mm-hmm. buying both. Look, the, the people that got bailed out this week for the student debt cancellation, I mean, they're not people that went on to be veterinarians or engineers. Those people actually got jobs and paid their student debt off. They're paying off the debt of the humanities department here. Okay? Mm-hmm. They're, they're paying off the debt of the people that have bachelor's degrees in lesbian poetry, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So, I mean,
2: that, 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 that's basket weaving, right? That's who, that's who still owes money, the people that got a bachelor's degree and are now sitting in Barnes & Noble uh, doing nothing all day, complaining and messaging with Bernie Sanders supporters.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, A.J., one thing I thought about this is, Reese, you know, you've got this, this debt Buyout boondoggle is going to be financed by people who didn't even participate in the program. Didn't even go to sc- you know. Didn't even go to post, you know, mm-hmm. high school education. They're they're just they're just making their way through life, and suddenly they've got to pay for a bunch of school tuition that they had nothing to do with.
2: Well, I I mean it's it's outrageous. I mean, who's going to pay for that that phony baloney inflation bill that came last mm-hmm. year? I mean, he is. I mean, look. I call him the reanimated corpse, the, uh, the the leader of the Woking dead. I mean, they're just putting stuff in front of him, and you know this specific thing. They are trying to get you know young people to vote for them in November. I mean, they're tr- they are doing everything in their power here to try, including the raid on Trump's house. That's the that was to juice the base, and and they're raising money off of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're throwing everything at the wall here, guys. Um, they probably got a few more. Th- you know, terrible things for the United States up their sleeve between now and November. But, I mean, buying off votes like this, and this is their people, right? This isn't our people. You know, I, I, I hate to say this, uh, but not everyone should go to college in the United States. You know, to paraphrase Thomas Sowell, you know, we got we too many, uh, you know, Western, Western civilization or too many sociology majors and not enough people that can weld a pipe.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and you know what uh, I was thinking about when you guys uh, were talking this we, as taxpayers, we pay a, for a lot of things that we are not using. OK, we, so this is not uncommon. But usually when you have something like this, you're solving a problem. Don't know what problem this is solving to me it's causing a problem it's it's causing and I'm not talking about more money slushing around in the economy what what I'm talking because you're forgiving debt you're not giving money to a group you're just not you're letting them off the hook so basically what you're doing is, you, is you're in you're getting involved with a deal a contract someone makes with an organization to pay them back. And they're saying, you know what? You don't have to pay this person back or this federal agency back. Don't worry about it. You know, you, you, it doesn't make sense to me. Like none of it makes right. sense. I so. mean, and,
2: and some of these colleges, I mean, they're flush with cash. They don't need help. Right. They have gigantic endowments. Some of them are state schools that get money from, they get taxpayer
1: money already. They're already. Yeah. State. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, now it's my turn. Chapter 40 two sentences that uh, really stuck in my head. You wrote this on March 20th, 2020. Coronavirus should be the end of globalism. It says here, we should all mark the date of the death of globalism. It was March 19, 2020, which was the day before you wrote this. Um, And one of the sentences you said, whether this is an overreaction or not, we don't know yet. What we do know is that this virus started in China. And and I'm just wondering if when you go back and read that article, how insightful it was. What do you think? uh, Where do you think we are with globalism? Because as much as we were trying to kind of move away from that with Trump, it seems like we're back into the lap of globalism all over. again. We
2: we are. We're back. I mean, look, uh, not just uh, look, China was losing a trade war. They were losing. They were losing. So I'm not going to get into craziness here with you, but they did keep their airports open. Mm-hmm. They put all the, these people that were coming in and out of Wuhan, they were still flying all around the, you know, the world. I mean, Trump shut down rather quickly flight here, but they were flying all over the place. And, you know, as far as, you know, interacting with China is an irresponsible actor uh, across the board. It's kind of like letting your kids play with the kid up the street with the, the with the snotty nose that always has this sick, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want your kid. You know, I'm at, Look, I'm not. I'm not saying you know kids and germs don't go play in the dirt, but you have an irresponsible actor. There's one kid on the school bus sneezing diseases on everyone, sneezing problems on everyone, right? We only got one planet, and they're an irresponsible actor. So we need to figure out a way to not have to be tethered to them. And the globalists want us to be tethered to them. They want no borders. They want no English as a primary language. And they want to make us basically, you know, tie our hands here with either goofy global warming legislation or some of these international, you know, courts, international monetary funds, basically to destroy the middle class, really, or to make us subservient to some you know, super planetary legislature. I mean, you know, this, this ain't Star Trek. Chinese do not have our best interest at heart. They do not. So, I mean, coronavirus was, to me, a dress rehearsal on how much mm. damage they can do yeah. really quickly. Mm-hmm. And they
1: have. Absolutely. It's like, if you want communism and socialism and authoritarianism, I remember saying that early on. Well, here you go. This is what it's going to look like. We're speaking with A.J. Rice, the uh, the author of The Woking Dead, a collection of articles. This is volume one, so I guess uh, volume two will be on the way. How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture. Reese, uh, he is focusing on a different chapter in your book, which is that, Reese?
0: Yeah, AJ. My question. I lots of good points came up. There were many things I'd love to ask you about, but one thing that caught my attention was the bit about the 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 black national anthem and a, a national anthem for thirteen percent of Americans. And July Fourth last year, when PBS switched the uh, black national anthem for the Stars and Stripes, the, the the song that you know we all know as the national anthem, and and the curious thing I thought, you know, you you note in that in that article that in that chapter 64, that most black Americans believe the star Spangled Banner is our national anthem. But yet we have agencies or, or quasi governmental entities like PBS that, that do these crazy things that are so divisive. And, uh, and it's really astonishing. And it, I guess my question to you is that you made a great point. You said, we've got one nation, one flag, one national anthem. We don't have a Hispanic national anthem. We don't have an Asian national anthem, or a white national anthem and and we can't survive it seems to me if we're teaching our children in schools to hate each other based on the color of our skin and we have a lot of woke corporations that are forcing everybody in the in the in the marketplace to think a certain way and you've got government agencies and people like PBS that are dividing us in this on, in this way we can't survive as a country there's just there's no recipe for success as as a as a thriving nation am, am, that, that no, table? you're
2: right. And the NFL actually played it too, to begin, I guess, the yeah. opening day or the, the mm-hmm. first game last year. Yeah, they did. This is the tyranny of the minority, guys. I mean, the left fought tooth and nail, rightly so, in the past. I mean, everyone fought tooth and nail to end separate but equal. But now they're reinstituting yeah. separate but equal, right? Because uh, they're obsessed. They're obsessed with diversity, they're obsessed with it's really this sort of spiritual, cultural reparation. If, if they can't, you know, dip into Liz's purse and take money from her for something that happened 100 years ago, then they're going to force this form of cultural reparations on us. And that's really where some of the power of the Woking Dead comes from. I mean, it's, it, they're obsessed with race. They're mm-hmm. obsessed with gender, right, uh, Because and, and, and sexual orientation you always have to ask the question, like, how does diversity enhance talent exactly, mm-hmm. right? Jackie yep. Robinson's amazing. Is he amazing because he's black? Muhammad Ali, amazing because he's black? Mm. Tiger Woods, Venus and Serena Williams, on and on. Yeah. You know, is Larry Bird fantastic because he's white, mm-hmm. right? Or Phil Mickelson? No. So they're obsessed with this stuff, guys, right? When they should be obsessed with excellence.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, they're just trying to divide Amen. people and to make you feel like you are a victim so that they can um, say, "Oh, don't worry, but we'll help you."
0: Yeah, all about uh, the box checking.
1: yeah, and that too. well A j uh, Rice, I hope uh, you have all the luck in the world with this book. Uh, where can people find the Woking Dead?
2: You can get anywhere books are sold. you can you know Barnes and noble uh, amazon.com. Walmart, Target.com, you know, pretty much books a million. So they're going they're like hotcakes. The the FBI, when they were done raiding Mar-a-Lago, started going around trying to scoop up these books. So get them while they're hot.
1: <laughs> okay, sounds good. Thank you so much, AJ. We appreciate it. How can people follow you?
2: Yeah, go to go to uh, com And look, if you're an author or somebody that wants to get out there and get some media, you know, that's what we do. So hit us up.
1: All right. Very good. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And thanks for the books. Thanks, guys.
0: Thanks, AJ.